We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Welcome to episode number 41 of the Oral Fix Podcast. I am Henry, your host. I hope everyone's doing well. It's been a while since I've done a podcast for the Oral Fix. <laughs> the last one was a music cast and a thank you for the 100,000 views on the blog. Thank you very much. Very, 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 very much. Oral Fix, po- is, Oral Fix is a weekly social commentary podcast for the gay community. It can be found on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Podomatic, SoundCloud.com, also on the blog, www.oralfixpodcast.com, and a couple of other places like Facebook and some other places that I can't remember right now. If you go to the blog, www.oralfixpodcast.com, you can certainly find out. It is uh, spring for this brand new year, 2012, and I am going to be a single host of The Oral Fix, uh, wishing Drew well and all the things that he's doing. I'm going to continually supply The Oral Fix listeners with guests, uh, interviews, uh, celebrity and non-celebrity who are queer identified or supporters who are making a difference in the queer community. Um, and we're going to still talk about music and have free music content and, uh, all the good stuff that you used to, that you're used to having. And also plus more, I, I, I'm thinking of doing more for the oral fix, um, metaphysical content, maybe horoscopes, um, you know, gay and lesbian people who are doing spiritual things out there, or maybe even ghost busting and paranormal stuff more sci-fi content technology definitely a lot more technology i know some of you had asked for that in the beginning of the year and we kind of fell short on that i'm sorry um but i i definitely you know those are things that i'm really interested in and i would like actually like to bring forth some more um you know you know i'm gonna i'm gonna really try to spice it up for you guys um you know, sex still, we're going to talk about that, <laughs> talk about spices, um, and relationships, and fashion, and God, we've been having a lot of special guests. <laughs> the old fix has just, like, been packed up with special guests. Uh, this week is Lynn Casper from sister podcast, Homo Ground. That's right, Homo Ground. Uh Lots of you guys who have been listening to us consistently have heard me talk about Homo Ground, and Homo Ground um, is one of those podcasts that I listen to almost religiously, um, and my birds love <laughs> when I play them on, in the background. Uh, Lynn Casper is the creator and host, and you will find out in this interview exactly how Homo Ground was created and exactly what does Homo Ground do. Besides air great queer artists, musicians, DJs, and interviews, um, 
and exactly who Lynn Casper is as a lesbian in our community, making powerful changes in internet land and airwaves across the United States and the globe. So everyone who's listening to us here in the United States, and I know we have a lots of listeners in Canada, Serbia, Brazil, <laughs> United Kingdom. Thank you. Thank you very much for consistently listening to us and reading uh, our blog, the blog and, you know, and just tuning in. Thank you very much for that support that, you know, you've given Oral Fix podcast. And hopefully you might be turned on to listening to Lynn Casper and, and her friend Jax on Homoground. So, okay, without further ado, here's Chit for Chat with Lynn Casper of Homoground. Hi, welcome to this special episode of Chip for Chat with a lovely host, Lynn Casper host, creator of our sister podcast, Homoground. Hey, Lynn. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Boy, I can't believe I have you on our show. And like, after all like the playing Gmail tag. (laughs) I know. There's so many different through Facebook too and <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, on everything. <laughs> but now we're here we are on the phone. ONG. Um <laughs> it's so uh, a lot of our listeners, Lynn, um have heard me, you know, hype you guys up. Um not, you know, that we're putting you on a pedestal, but you know, we really are fans of other um gays and lesbians who love music or who are doing, you know, anything for our cause to make it better, well, our community, and to take it, move it forward. And uh, you, my dear, and uh, your co-hosts and the brilliance of the magic that you guys put together are are it for us, uh, at least for me. Um, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to get to know you more, and... Um, and then we'll, you know, get into more of like the meteor stuff that you guys are doing, like with the feminist cards, uh, okay. and maybe uh, some of the other stuff. And, um, you know, can you tell us a little, uh, about yourself and, you know, where were you born, where you came from and, you know, what was it like growing up queer? Yeah. Um, well, I'm 28 years old and I currently live in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, and I've lived here for about 25 years, since I was five. Um, but before that, I lived in New York for a little bit, and I was born in the Philippines. So I've always kind of felt a little out of place living in the South, having a mom that's Filipina and a dad that was a Yankee. So um, I don't know, just growing up in a small town wow. where I didn't really have anyone that I related to in terms of you know figuring out my identity and um, my sexual identity as well. Um, you know, it just felt kind of isolating. And I think, you know, those lessons that I learned as a teenager, um, 
you know, trying to find community through, through the Internet, when the Internet started being more of a common thing, um, and things like that have really affected the things that I'm doing currently in life, um, which inspired me to do a project like Homo Ground, where, you know, I'm using these tools and things that I had kind of done to relate to other people when I was a teenager and just trying to, you know, use that now and kind of get more content out there for people who are searching for something that they can't find in the towns that they're living in. Wow, that's that's almost kind of like my story, except that, you know, I grew up and was raised in the city. You know, I moved out of the city like 10 or 11 years ago, and I'm living up in the sticks, and I, there's really no sense of community up here. And, and some of the queer kids are like here and there and a lot who are closeted and I kind of like feel like I'm growing up all over again up here without community and the podcast was kind of like that motivation. But, you know, enough about me. Like what, I mean, so did you feel isolated until you came out or at, or was it even more isolating after you came out down in Carolina? Like I've been in North Carolina once and I really experienced like a small fraction of that gay community. Yeah, um, well, when I, I didn't come out until after high school um, just because like, high school I went to, I didn't, there weren't really that many kids that were out and the ones who were were the ones, you know, getting made fun of. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not going through any of that. So I waited, (laughs) I waited till after high school. And then once, you know, I started going to community college and hanging out like more in, in the town area, then that's when I started meeting more people that were, you know, a little bit more open-minded and, that's when I started meeting gay people for the first time and going to live shows and seeing uh, female musicians and just things that I wasn't exposed to um, going to school, like in the sticks. So um, let's see, what was the question? <laughs> I'm like rambling, but um, that's, it was, yeah. you know, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, was it isolating before and after, like, was it isolating actually after you came out, and I think you answered the question, and it wasn't really so much, it sounds like. It sounds like, you know, uh, there was a really good group of queers down there, and especially in the music scene. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I think over the years, um, it's just been growing and growing. More people are feeling more comfortable being who they are, and being who they are out, uh, and being open about it, you know? So there's definitely a way stronger gay community here that I've gotten to be really involved with and um, all the people that I've met through that have been really amazing and you know I just I love seeing this happen in the town that I grew up in where I thought that you know this would never happen here or that you know it's just really surprising and really awesome to see it happening and flourishing here. You know there's a governor that's running down there I was reading an article in Tau Loader um earlier and I can't I think his last name is Peacock um, and he uh, is actually running for governor and he wants to uh, support taking down like this first amendment which you know it's uh, going to take it's going to fight against legalizing gay marriages across the board federally um, and I was really surprised to hear you know someone from North Carolina be so open and vocal mm-hmm. like that and I don't think he's gay um, he just believes equality for everyone. And I was really like amazed by that. Like I've been to South Carolina and I think, you know, it's a bit more rougher yeah. down there than it is in North Carolina. Um, 
it seems like the living was much easier and much more <laughs> harmonious in South Carolina. <laughs> Why not? Like, I, I don't want to bash yeah, no, South no Carolina right now. <laughs> I'm being biased, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Now... Oh, but, like, you, you were saying... Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, like, all of the stuff that's happening in North Carolina right now with Amendment 1 has really gotten people to pay more attention on, you know, gay and lesbian issues. Um, and it's amazing how many people that I know that, you know, are straight or were never really into politics that have been, like, stepping up and, like, explaining what Amendment 1 means to someone else. And, you know, just seeing that transformation in people and, like, seeing that happen is just a really awesome and powerful thing. So I think North Carolina has definitely been stepping up and, you know, just saying, hey, we're going to speak out for what we believe in and we're not going to let people treat other people like shit, you know? So I think I'm, I mean, I'm proud to be a North Carolinian right now. <laughs> so we'll see what happens on May 8th when amendment one gets to vote and we'll see, you know, if all the hard work we've been doing over the past months, if, you know, if it reached those ears and made people want to take action. Yeah. I would love to see that. I, you oh, know, yeah. I'm looking for a new state to move to. And now okay. let's talk more about you and music. You, um, do you come from a music background, uh, or performing arts? Um, yeah, my dad was a musician. Um, he played guitar, drums, uh, French horn. He played a bunch of different things, but, um, drums and a guitar were always around the house when I was growing up. And actually it's funny that you asked this because I was just like remembering a story, um, when I was little and my parents put me in, uh, piano classes and I think I was like in kindergarten. And so I had my first recital and I played old McDonald had a farm and I was like really excited because I did it really well and I got a trophy for it. And then I went back to the, um, to my next, my next lesson. And my teacher was like, all right, well, what song, let's pick out a new song so that you can start preparing for your next recital. And I was like, but I want to play old McDonald again. Like I, I did so good. Like I want to do it again. <laughs> And she's like, no, nah, you have to pick something a bit more difficult. And I was like, oh, man. So I didn't go back to piano. <laughs> and I was just thinking about, you know, how, like, shit, why didn't I, like, push myself more and, like, challenge myself? So I just quit. But <laughs> so that's one of life's little lessons. Um, but, yeah, so I took piano. I uh, taught myself guitar and just started stupid little bands with my friends. But, um yeah. Uh, currently, I'm not really playing that much, but um, I have played in a few bands in the past over the years. And what kind of music? Um, I played in an indie rock band called Dolly Toro from about 2007 to 2009. Um, and I played keyboards and guitars and that. Uh, but I, I like to dabble a lot. There was a, a phase when I was DJing for a while, um, just at the clubs around town. And then at one point I did like a solo singer songwriter thing. And then there was another phase where me and some friends just made a lot of noise music that everyone hated. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and it's, it's fun. You know, I think the next thing I want to do is start producing beats and raps. So I think that's, that's the next phase for me. <laughs> well, you have a great voice for it. I, 
And um, if anyone listens to your podcast, they'll they'll recognize that uh, you and your co-host. Yeah, Jack. Yes. Um, now you guys have like what I found very interesting. Um, you guys have like kind of like CB handles. <laughs> I I don't know how else to call it, but um. It seems like you guys are more well put together than Oral Fix Podcast. It sounds oh, like you no. guys have, are in the studio. No, it's just my I, bedroom. Like... <laughs> oh, really? <Yeah. laughs> my bed's behind me and all the pictures. <laughs> oh, you know, I've always, you know, like when I look at your pictures, especially the ones on your website, I, I you know, I'm like, wow, she is beautiful and she has <laughs> such a great smile. She, like I, you know, I tend to be, you know, uh, intuitive. I'm like, you know, she's she's really cool. I want to get to know her. Like I don't care what's in the background. So I really never noticed. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to talk to you because I, you know, you guys have been doing really awesome things, and it's cool to connect with people that are, you know, doing things that they're passionate about and things that are that allow them to be creative and, you know use their creative energies. <laughs> so. And that's what you guys do at Homoground. You guys, um, you, you guys, uh, you unite like all this, you know, uh, creative people and you give them a voice and a platform to be heard similar to what we do. Um, except that, you know, we do it more with, uh, people, uh, who are actually in the business like yourself you know, we we're not out to promote just artists. We're you know we we want to comment about everything and and show off you know artists like our cool friends like Casper here, <laughs> Lynn Casper. <laughs> I hope you don't mind and call to Casper. I just took out the oh, lens. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I get it all the time. <laughs> what a you know you guys have um an interesting uh, variety of people that you host on your show, um and I want to uh, just briefly just the description that you know you and you're about us page um of your website and how it describes you because it just i love it um it says here home of ground is a resource dedicated to promoting equality and visibility for all people through music and art while maintaining a creative medium to queer and allied artists and music lovers worldwide basically we are just a bunch of nerdy queers who like to make things that so freaking cool. <laughs> and then, you know, on top of it all, you know, you're not only giving people a platform to be heard on, especially, you know, the the underdogs or the people who are working in the underground, um, musicians in general, um, you're also allowing DJs to come aboard and share their their remixes and, you know, their mu- their mixed tapes on a section, you know, that you dedicate on your website called Mixed Tapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, you know, went through all the different phases of music that I was interested in making. I'm just as more interested in hearing all different types of music. So, you know, it's actually, I'm doing this all for selfish reasons. I just want to have unlimited access to music at any given moment. <laughs> 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 That's the real reason. Yay. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just I love hearing new things, and the more that I can hear, then the happier I am. <laughs> and it's, it's so 
now you're the creator and host. Um, this is your dream baby. This is, you know, how how did it emerge? Why why Homoground? Like, um, well, let's see. It started. My friend was doing um, an online internet radio station, and she asked me if I wanted to do a show. And so I was like, you know, I was starting to get back into like really enjoying listening to music. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do something. And so like months went by and I never heard from her. So I figured that, you know, the project wasn't going to happen. And then she emailed me, let's see, this was like December of 2010. And was like, hey, we're getting ready to launch soon. I'm so excited. Hope you got everything ready. I'm like, oh, crap, I need to come up with something. And so, <laughs> so I was like, I'll just do a music show because all the other shows that she had lined up were like talk shows. And I just wanted to play some music and um the name homo ground just kind of was like the last well i guess the only good idea that i came up with i came up with some really cheesy things and i was just like no i, I can't do that <laughs> and so homo ground I was like okay well i got to give her something so i gave her that and then um my friend jack who co-hosts some episodes with me um i ran into like in the early days and you know i was like hey i'm going to do this radio show like do you want to like help out and stuff and jack was about to go on on the road um on tour with Chris Parika and like that whole gang. I think it was like Julia Reed and um, Liz Kelly. And so while Jax was on tour, Jax was like making all these connections with these artists and sending me music to play on show. And, you know, we just reached out to our friends who were already making music that we liked listening to and wanted to get it out to even more people. Um, So that's how it, how it really, how it all started. And I guess just doing it like that, because um, I'd done other podcasts in the past, and they had never lasted nearly as long as this one. I think the max is like six episodes, and mostly it's just it was like me talking about stupid stuff. But I really wanted this podcast to focus on the music, which is why whenever we talk on the show, it's all you know about the bands that we're featuring on the show or upcoming events um, that are music related, um, and you know just. We want the focus to be on the music, so yeah. How long have uh, has your podcast Homoground been on on the internet? Um, our first episode went up January 2011, so we're a little over a year old. Yeah. Wow, just almost like yeah. that. That is so <laughs> cool. It's like we're part of a movement here. I know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it was like if it. Yeah, I don't know if it was just I was paying more attention to podcasts at the time or if it really was um, that more like queer focused podcasts were coming out. But it seemed like, you know, there's a few good ones out there that I've had my eye on for a while. Um, Oral Fix podcast is one of them. Feast of Fun is another one. And uh, Romantic Friendship. They're all ones that, you know, I get really excited about listening to. Wow. Um, I'm... Wow, I'm really touched and honored that you listen to us. I'm like, we ha- we hardly get any feedback from people, like you know. But we see that people are clicking and listening for a long time mm-hmm. and through them. So we really don't know our listeners very well. We just see them, like you know, kind of following us on Twitter and Google Plus and Facebook. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm like, I'm really touched that you know you're you're one of them. Um, you know, and I'm really you know, you you guys are such good natured people uh, um especially you Len. I mean like you send us hearts on Facebook <laughs> and 
I'm like, wow, like, you know, that's something we would do, something nerdy and geeky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, feel, it feels good when people do it for me, so I like to do it for other people. <laughs> that's, oh, man. Um, You know, like, I, I've been listening to you guys for, since, um, I think, March of last year, March or April, and... um. And I've been listening. I and I haven't been listening religiously. So, you know, if you need to flog me, go right <laughs> no, ahead. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I, you know, I and then when I put you guys on, my I have four parakeets <laughs> and like they're always jamming along with Aww. me, and I'm always doing something. You know, I have them. I have you guys. You know, blasting in the in the living room, and. You know, I love the interviews, your style of interviews, um, and I kind of, you know, I take some hinters and pointers from you guys, and um, and I, you know, what I, and also, you know, when picking music, because um, that's one of the things that even drew me more to you guys, when, uh, I think it was one day I, you guys posted the band Lovers uh-huh. on your Facebook page, fan page. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the KPX. Oh yeah, PX, um, the live video. And then in the studio. Yeah, the KEPX. Yeah, in the studio, and it was boxers. I mean boxer, and I was, I was, you know, I was sold, and like I went like totally obsessive, and I was like, you know, homo ground is the shit. <laughs> I was like, they know what they're doing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> so and then I started listening like on a week to week basis. And then, you know, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of, you know, a lot of the music that comes on. You know, it's like any art, you know, yeah. like you agree with it, it calls you or it doesn't. And, but, um, you know, lately you guys have been going hardcore, especially when you start raising some funds for yourself um, through the Kickstarter for your feminist cards, uh, which we actually um, have written up on our blog and also announced on our previous episodes. And you guys rocked that also. You guys met your Kickstarter goal, which was $12,000, which is an awesome fundraiser and project. And, you know, I, I will, you know, I'm going to, you know, I set it off, you know, you took it away. Let, let us know a little more about that and where you're at with that. Because you, you also took that, like, on the road with, you know, to South by Southwest and some other places. You guys have been really campaigning hard for were campaigning hard for it. Yeah, um, and thanks so much for spreading the word about it. Um, that was definitely one of the things that really helped us was people just posting the link to the Kickstarter on their Facebook and writing blog posts and just spreading the word. Like, I don't think we could have done it without people doing that so thanks so much for doing that that was really awesome no problem um but yeah basically um we're thinking of something physical that we could have and like give out to people and you know we talked about t-shirts and we just want to come up with something a little more fun and i'd always had this idea of like trading cards um with like you know on the back it would have someone's stats and you know kind of like a baseball card um of just like different bands and then as I started like you know kind of 
brainstorm it a bit more, I was like, well, what about a deck of cards? Because people actually play cards. I don't think anyone's going to, like, carry around trading cards with them, like, ready to trade with someone. <laughs> that <laughs> seemed a little... Like Pokemon <laughs> cards? Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's a little impractical. But playing cards, people actually use those. Um, so then I just started coming up with just developing the idea a bit more and started talking to two of my friends that are illustrators, and they're really receptive to the idea. Um, and they immediately were like, yes, I want to be involved with this project. And they recommended some other artists to me. And, you know, at, uh, at the time, I think this was like uh, this past December. And <clears throat> we finalized all the artists and worked out all the kinks and stuff and launched the Kickstarter in January. Um, and, yeah, we, uh, you know, tried to reach out to as many people as possible to spread the word about it. Um, I went up to New York for the Feminist Zine Fest in February and passed out some information there and, you know, just met some people, invited them to make mixtapes and stuff like that. Met some really awesome people and had a great time. Um, and then Jax was over in South by Southwest um, in August, or not August, in Austin <laughs> in March, and we collaborated with uh, three other websites um, Young Creature, Feminist Music Geek, and, uh, and well, we were the third. So, um, yeah, we collaborated awesome. with them uh, to put on a, um, just an unofficial show. And we had probably about, I don't know, eight to ten bands play. We had two stages. Um, it sounded like it was a really good turnout. Jack said, like, you know, at one point there was probably a hundred people there. And from the pictures, it looked like everyone had a really great time. So just... I don't know, trying to do things that are fun and creative and just allow people to express themselves and use their creativity. And, yeah, so that's, you know, the reason why we did something like the Feminist Playing Cards because not only is it something that we can put out there, um, but we're also, like, getting people's art out there. And we're also starting dialogues from these cards now because when people are playing poker, they're going to be like, who is this? And someone will be like, oh, that's, you know... Joan Baez, and she did this, and you know, started this organization or whatever. And I think that's really cool when you can educate people, but in a way that's fun and unconventional. So I definitely see like Homo Ground as a way to not only let people be creative, but to also like educate people about different things that are happening in the world and to give people a different perspective the queer and feminist perspective, um, any kind of perspective. I just think learning as much as you can about the way other people live is the only way that you can relate to people and not be an asshole. So. <laughs> totally, you know. And, I, you know, the, the, the more brighter you can make the world, you know, the more, <laughs> the less darkness there will be. Mm-hmm. Negativity, I mean, it, we spoke about this, I and Jura, uh, Jura and I in the past, how we, you know, if if people were just more exposed or open open to it, uh, open-minded or, you know, just exposed, really, you know, to the culture and the lifestyle, it, we would, you know, we would guess that people would be a lot more involved or accepting um, or at least informed, you know? Yeah, definitely. So was it, you know, I, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like elemental mental like this <laughs> um i would like to know like was it you know this process i mean you guys are definitely passionate 
Um, but was this process like arduous, and is it still arduous for you, like uh, getting the feminist cards out? Um, oh, for the feminist cards right now, we're um, in the process of laying them out and getting our proofs ready so that we can send them out to get printed. Um, all the money that we raised from the Kickstarter is going directly back into the project to compensate the artists for their work and to um, cover all the costs for producing the cards. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a lot of work, especially when it's like, you know, if we don't raise this money, then this project is not going to happen. So that was pretty stressful. But, you know, we had awesome support from people from the beginning, and, you know, it really carried us over the goal. So we really appreciate everyone that helped us spread the word. Um, yeah, and so I guess next thing that's going to be tough is fulfilling everyone's Kickstarter rewards. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we had over 400 um, backers. So that's about 400 packages. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah, it's, it'll all be worth it, and I can't wait to get a deck in my hand and like, just hold the cards, you know, and see the artwork. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, um, we have Emily, you know, you guys have, like, uh, Emily Henderson mm-hmm. on, and uh, Andrea Ray, uh, George, um, George, Georges? Uh, Georges. I can't take a lot. Georges. Um, Liz Prince. Uh, Marissa Patern. Pertunasto. Uh, I don't know if a lot of our listeners know these people, but you also, you know, uh, these are artists who have been designing for the um, feminist cards. And but the the actual people that they're drawing and putting onto the cards, the lists are tentative, and some of them are tentative, and some of them are already signed on, like Tori Samos. Mm-hmm. She's signed on, right? Liz uh, Fair. Yep, those are all the completed and- cards. Yeah. Annie DeFranco, Joan Jett, Beth Ditto, I'm like Katie Lang. I was like, whoa, they got Katie Lang. <laughs> yeah, and it's you guys are rocking it's it. It's cool because all the artists, um, Yoko Ono, <laughs> Nina Simone. Yeah, those cards came out really great. And it, the awesome thing is, is that um, since we had 14 artists, they split up the cards among themselves. So it leveled out to about um, four cards each. And they all the artists have such different and unique styles, so it's cool to see, you know, one artist's cards compared to the other because, you know, someone does, like, headshot portraits while someone else did, like, um, a whole, like, body action shot. So it's really cool to see, Whoa. you know, how their, what their vision was like in their head. And all the, yeah. and all the artists, too, are, are doing really awesome things, like... I didn't, I didn't know some of them before the project, and, you know, once they signed on, I started following their, them on Twitter and Tumblr and, you know, just reading their blogs, and these artists are, like, hardworking people, and, you know, I'm so glad that we were able to reach our goal so that they can get compensated for the work that they do, because I, I'm just, like, really, really honored that they were a part of this project, because they took time out of their lives and their busy schedules, and these artists are so talented and the cards came out amazing they're all so beautiful and unique from each other and you know i just can't express enough like how thankful i am to them for you know really taking on this project and really supporting it the way that they have
Welcome back, everyone. That was New Order. The song is called Ceremony, the seven inch version. Yes, I said seven inch, not seven inches. Seven inch vinyl, okay? For all of you guys who don't know what vinyl is, back in the old days, we used to spin these things called records that were kind of like CDs, um, these things called record players. <laughs> And some people apparently still have love for vinyl. And so I hope you're enjoying the interview with Lynn Casper. Uh, she has given Oral Fix like a great interview, um, like a great host and producer of a podcast would. And uh, I, I hope I asked the right questions for all of you uh, for her, um, uh, to her. And um, I hope also that uh, I turn you on to... Lynn, and those of you who know Lynn already, who are probably listening, um, enjoy the rest of it. Part two is coming up, and we pick up right where we left off on the feminist cards, and you know what what's in the future in store for that, and for Homogrand, and we talk a little bit more about her and get to know her, and uh, you know what's it like for her in the dating field, and. <laughs> the dating field, the field of lesbians, um, as well as we talk about technology and more geeky stuff, you know, games and TV and sci-fi. And boy, is this show like a chock full of nuts. <laughs> Enough about me. More about Lone. We'll talk later. Okay. Enjoy. Well, this, you know, besides all the names that I've listed, PJ Harvey also and Indigo Girls, they have, you know, the... The list just goes on and on. Joni Mitchell, um, you guys have caused such a ruckus about this project that you you were written up in the Huffington Post, uh, Bust Magazine, Bitch Magazine. Uh, I mean, and The Stranger also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was it's definitely been you know really awesome that all these websites and magazines and blogs and radio shows you know, really believe in this project, too, and wanted to help get the word out as much as possible. Now, can I ask you, what does feminist feminism mean to you? Um, well, it's funny, because I was, I don't know, I might, when I talk to my dad about all the, all the projects that I do, I always tend to leave out key words. So he knows that I'm doing a, a deck of cards, but he doesn't know that they're feminist cards. Um, at least I didn't think he knew until he asked me about it yesterday. And or on Easter actually, so he's like, so why are they feminists? And I'm like, well, they're and his image of a feminist is like, you know, the stereotypical image, like girl with ratty hair, like unshaved armpits, burning bra, you know, the <laughs> typical militant feminist that people envision. So that's his idea. From the sixties. Yeah, that's his idea of it. And so I know in his head he's thinking, oh my god, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just not even going to tell him that these cards are feminist cards. And so I would try to explain to him, I'm like, well, you know, they're not, it's, you know, that's just the word that we use. It's all women who are, you know, doing, they're, they're empowering themselves. They're doing what they want to do, and they're not letting their gender hold them back. So I think, you know, trying to explain it to him in a way where it's like not using trigger words like that where he's just automatically going to assume something um i think hopefully 
that kind of made his perception a little bit more to see that, you know, the definition of feminist isn't what you think it is. And it's not like a, a bad term or anything like that. Um, so I think a lot of people, at least people that I've encountered sometimes down here, um, kind of have that association with the word. Um, and another time I was at the bar and this guy was like talking to me and I had like a little card that had info about the playing cards. He was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm working on a, a custom deck of cards right now. And so I gave him the card and he's like, oh, oh, why'd you have to go and throw a feminist in there? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I thought the project was really cool until I saw this. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's still really cool. <laughs> he's like, well, that's a turnoff right there. You're going to turn so many people off on this project. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, do you even know like what that word means? Like not what the stereotypical, what society has taught you what it means, but like, I don't know. But yeah, like that would be my definition. How I explained it to my dad is just, you know, not letting gender hold you back and um, advocating for the rights that you deserve. And I think, I don't know, just been doing a lot of like reassessing on things and how it's just silly how a lot of these things are issues like Amendment 1 and, you know, all the reproductive um, issues that have been going on right now. And it's like, really? Why are we fighting over this? Like, we are all <laughs> human beings. We should all deserve we all deserve to be treated the same way like i just don't understand why we still have to you know waste our time on these fights when there are like other things that are more important and it's just i guess that's just how politics are and you know unfortunately we have to spend our time fighting for these things <laughs> when no to- yeah totally it's 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 a damn shame i I I can't you know I can't agree more. Um, and you know I, I the reason why I posed that question to you uh, one to get your insight and to have our listeners really get to know you more because you know for those who haven't really heard you you know interview others on your podcast and just listen to you talk about certain issues and topics. Um, you know you're a passionate person and you know your views usually determine you know, what type of person you are and what you contribute to the world. And you're sincerely one of those honest people that wants to change the world for the better for everyone. And, you know, you're you're definitely coming across uh, that way here on our show. And uh, I hope, you know, others who are listening uh, take some time out um, to listen to your podcast and to take a look at Feminist Cards. Um, you know, one of the things that really signed me on to your your project was um, besides the fact that you guys were homoground and that you were Lynn Casper, um, was the fact that it stood. It was a representation for for fighting for the rights of of a gender. You know, just just for the, the right of just your gender. I mean, we don't. You know, it's a male dominated society all around the world. You know, predominantly mostly. Yeah. And, and um, you know, Malawi down in Africa got her their first female president. Whoa. You know, back in the old days, like old, old days, I mean, women used to run the world. <laughs> and, and it's a shame that for some reason or another, it just, you know, the coin flipped and women became the underdog, the underdog you know, submissive, no equality. 
what bullshit is that? Um, so, you know, somewhere, I forget where I heard, but um, I somebody said, you, you know, you don't have to be a woman to be feminist. And, yeah, it was like this woman was correcting this gay guy, and I was like, wow, she's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, growing up, as some of our listeners know, I've heard this a couple of times on our show, we, we do have female moments here on our show. <laughs> um, <laughs> lesbian moments. Um, I've mentioned that, you know, I was so feminine and androgynous that, um, and when I was out, you know, I came out at the age 16, um, dykey lesbians, um, even till today, to some degree, I don't know what it is, you know, too much Y chromosomes or something. I don't, um, they, they used to be intimidated by me or something that, you know, they wanted to fight me, um, and there were some, some of them were like, especially when I started out in activism, gay youth activism, like hardcore uh, gay youth lesbian activists used to like look at me and watch me like shiver. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I used to hate that. And, um, and they didn't think that, you know, I was fighting for their rights. And I'm like, so, you know, in my head and my subconscious for some reason or another, you know, I felt like that was like a territory I couldn't fight, you know, uh, for because, you know, it belonged to, a spe- you know, some other gender besides me. But, you know, when you look back at all and, and reflect on what you're saying and what I heard in this one conversation, you know, being a feminist is not being just about being a woman. It's really fighting for that gender's, you know, right and for them to have right and equality and to be equal yeah. and i'm all for that yeah definitely. and i don't care if you lesbians out there who are listening to me are going to fight me <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> after this do you ever see them anymore <laughs> um you know to be honest with you I, I i don't get harassment anymore like i don't get into fights <laughs> like i used to but i when i go to and forgive me my friends like carol who's listening um <laughs> <laughs> Carol or Katie, um, when I go to like lesbian parties and I start making friends, like I ha- I have a lot of female friends, lesbians and straights, and I just that's just the way it is. Like I'm fluid like that, <laughs> and I tend to make more female friends than men male friends. And when I start talking to a girl at a party at a lesbian party. And I, I like we're hitting it off, and I mean like we're blabbermouth, we're chatty catties, and everything. Like their girlfriends will step in, they were like, uh, 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 okay, I think it's time to go. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. And I feel like you know, like you know, this story, like you know, it's obvious that they're kind of like threatened. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm not like a freak like that. I'm like freaking other ways. It's because but, you're like, so beautiful. Oh shit! Thank you. <laughs> of course, I don't know of course about you, they right? feel threatened by you. <laughs> Can't blame them. I don't think you're the te- that type of lesbian, are you? Like to feel so. Have you ever felt threatened? That no, I don't. It doesn't sound like it. Of course not. I'm beyond that. Have you? <laughs> Totally, like so high, higher plane. 
Are you are you in a relationship right now, or do you have a? Support? I'm in a relationship with Home Overround right now. It takes up all of my time. <laughs> I hear you. Same here. Yeah. I'm like on all like these personal sites, and I write on there. Um, I'm sorry, but I can't commit to a relationship right now because. I am committed to my recent project, Oral Fix Podcast. Check it out. But in the meantime, I won't close the door or anything that could work. <laughs> no. Just put that little, you know, the door is a little bit open. Do you keep the door a little bit open? Um, I'm open. I'm open. Uh, yeah, got to leave it open. Get stuffy in there if it, if it isn't open. Oh. <laughs> Would would you would you uh, have you how many like relationships have you had and since you've come out? Um, I've had a few. Um, some that were longer than others. Um, but I've had a you, yeah, yeah. Trials and tribulations. What was that? Trials and tribulations. Yeah, you know, you spend some time with someone, you learn what you can from them, you you know, do things together, and then. Time to move on and do other things. So, Lynn, um, they, there's like more to Homoground than meets the eye than just this one little podcast that you have going on featuring all these artists um, and DJs um, in the lesbian, queer, transsexual community. Um, uh, I, I want you to tell our audience a little bit more. Like, you know, you have something called Spotlights. Um, what's that about? Like, you have, like, Top Tuesdays and Hot Minute and Films? Yeah, um, we're sporadically updating those sections. Um, we've just been kind of testing out different things and seeing what works and, you know, what people want to read or watch, um, and just seeing, you know, what we can do to keep people, um, engaged and coming back to the site and, like, just things that they'll enjoy. Um, but... The band Mitten from Brooklyn has been making videos every now and then. They um, first started off of just doing, like, a video with their top things, anything, just top whatever. And now it's turned into more of kind of, like, adventures with Mitten kind of thing because they're always doing crazy, funny things, and they love to send us videos of themselves doing them. So we figure <laughs> let's just, you know, put a make a spot on our website and post them up there. Um yeah, we've been just, I guess, tinkering with the site a bit to see what works and what doesn't, what we're really interested in and what we're not. Um, we're not really big on music reviews, so we try to we stray away from that. We want people to kind of, you know, take the time to actually listen to something and form their own opinion about it rather than us tell you what we think about it. Um, but one thing that we are in the works, and... I don't think I've really talked about this publicly yet to anyone, so you guys are getting the the first scoop on this. But um, ooh, the tea. Yeah, we're going to be launching Homo Ground TV this summer, which is awesome. Yeah, it's going to be like a music video online channel where we uh, broadcast music videos over the internet. Um, so we're that's in the works right now, and hopefully that'll be up and running this summer. Wow. So, yeah, we're really excited about that pretty big <laughs> you've been busy yeah but um there's a lot of people that help out so and 
if anyone out there that's listening wants to get involved with Home Ground, we definitely love working with different people and meeting other people and especially people who are like really passionate about music and love to geek out about it. So yeah, we're always looking for people to help out whenever they can. What, what, what do you need right now to help further your movement? Like what kind of hands, like do you need more artists? Do you need CGI people? Do you need video people? Um, well, right now we are looking for, let's see, someone who's good at putting together mixtapes. Um, to help us with our mixtape curation stuff. Um, someone that has... Uh, I, don't know, I have a running list of people that we need. <laughs> but now that I'm like put on the spot, I can't think of what it is. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, it is like almost... 8 o'clock, nine, well, it is 8 o'clock in the evening as we're interviewing here and chatting away. <laughs> Um, so it's been a long day for both of us and yeah. both of us are having like our butts whipped by allergies. So <laughs> it's understandable. You're feeling yeah. that way, Lynn. And we definitely need people in other cities to, um, help us spread the word. Um, especially when we have shows in those cities to help put up flyers. So, um, and you get into the shows for free. So that's always a perk. Um, awesome. and then just online stuff. Um, let's see, what do we need? always looking for people who I guess want to send in mixtapes too. So depending on how involved you want to be, there's a role for you within Humbo Ground. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find something for you. (laughs) Yeah. And also it's like whenever people come to us and like, Hey, I want to help out with Humbo Ground. It's like, okay, what do you like? What's your favorite thing to do? And then try to like fill a position for someone that way instead of, you know, us telling them, hey, do this, and when they have absolutely no interest in doing that whatsoever. So, yeah, we're definitely open to collaborating um, and sharing ideas with other people. That's the spirit. So, you're, so far, it's like you and Jax, um, but you're spearheading most of it, and you're you're doing the what, what I'm practically doing, I'm guessing, the sound engineering, the promoting you know the posting the publishing of the podcast you know the the back end of the website and all that stuff at the moment right which is like octopus yeah from now on (laughs) (laughs) it's like octopus meets owl oh goodness yeah that's true i wish i had eight arms though that would be great (laughs) (laughs) i would get so much more done (laughs) (laughs) what has been like the most funniest moments um, while doing the podcast or interviewing for you? Um, I don't know. Or the, or the most exciting ones? Like, I can name, like, several oh, really? so far for us. I don't know. It's just mostly, it's pretty boring, because I pre-record that, and then I sit there and, like, edit it, and then, <laughs> and then when Jax is here, <laughs> we just, like, all right, here, you, you speak. <laughs> um... I don't know. I guess it's cool when we have people come by and um, want to do the show with us. My friend um, goes by the name of Von Eyed and is in the band uh, Holy Boats out in Austin, Texas. And um, they came by, uh, I think, like two or three times to the 
to my bedroom, aka the studio, <laughs> and we recorded some acoustic songs, and that was really cool. And I was really impressed by how the recording sounded with the just we just mic the guitar up, and that was it. But yeah, um, the in the in studio sessions with musicians are probably the funnest. But then whenever you have to go back and edit it all, then that's not fun. <laughs> Like, oh. <laughs> I know, it's so like tedious, isn't uh-huh. it? Yeah, if anyone wants to edit podcasts, get in touch with us. <laughs> 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 I will teach you how. <laughs> no experience required. <laughs> Just know how to use a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well you guys had you guys had an interview with Amy Ray, which sounded really pretty fun. Oh yeah. We've gotten a I appreciate it. Yeah, we've gotten an interview some really awesome people that, you know, we're really lucky to be able to have that access to. Yeah, bitch was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we had Kim. And Shea, she was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And we had Kimia Dawson, uh, not last week, but the week before. Right, the week before. Yeah. I really liked that one, too. She was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the interviews are definitely worth it. They just take a lot more work to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, you are... Oh, go ahead. Uh, you can go ahead. Mine was a little off tangent, but <laughs> no, we like off tangent here. <laughs> <laughs> go right ahead if you need to. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, you know, I love your mic. I I love how buttery it comes across on on home ground. What kind of mic do you use? Um, I'm not even sure. It's just a mic I got at the, just like a regular microphone that you know. You can get at the music store. Let's see what it says on here. It's a Samsung, and it's it's not a condenser mic, I don't think. It's just a regular, like, a band would use on stage for singing. And then I run it through uh, an N-Box external sound card. And that's, I think that's what really makes it sound crisp and gives it that butter sound, um, just because it's going mm. to that sound card. But... Yeah. Um, wow. What kind of equipment uh, or setup do you have? Uh, I used to run off of a Toshiba um, Protege um, M400, which recently kind of croaked on me, and um, so now I'm like uh, running off a HP um, Pavilion DV6-D, a 6C. And um and which is pretty pretty cool, you know, like for the for my budget, like we're really like you know, we're we're doing all this out of our own expense. Like we we had like a fundraiser not too long ago, uh, last year and we we racked in almost like about two hundred dollars and that helped like to cover some costs and and I <clears throat> so, you know, we got some equipment, like I got a headset for editing, which is a uh, Audio Technica um, T99, I believe, and then uh, there's a blue, <clears throat> a um, there's a company called uh, Blue, uh, which makes great omnidirectional and directional condenser uh, mics, and um, are very classy too. Some of them look retro, uh, but I got like one that got great reviews called the Encore 100. And I got an extension um, which connects to it, which is like an XLR to USB, um, which is kind of like a you know amplifier sound card type of 
thingamajig uh, called the blue icicle, and I put it, you know, I put it in into the um, the laptop and use Skype and record, and and there we go. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, I, I I would prefer Mac, but you know, it's like, you know, I'm sort of, you know, like free. Yeah, I'm, I am freelancing here and. And I do this because I have a passion for this and I'm a geek like that. Yeah. And I want to, you know, get my word out there also and, you know, talk to people like you and, and, and share, you know, buy a world of Coke. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, yeah, if you're passionate about something, you'll, you'll find ways to do it or do it with whatever you have access to. And, <laughs> you know. I, you know, I, I, I've found myself also blogging a lot as a result of doing this podcast, um, just to get people's interests, you know, um, and coming back to, you know, to listening to us. And, um, and it's been very, you know, kind of challenging because I grew up not liking to write or read. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but I love the internet. Uh, and I love all the information out there. Yeah. I'm glad we share a love for the internet. <laughs> Can we get an amen? Amen. <laughs> amen for the internet. Um. So, are you like a techie girl? Like, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like you're like more like a, like a folk rock girl, punky girl. What was the first one you asked? Am I a white girl? Techie? Do you like gadgets and computers and games uh, and stuff? Uh, I like technology, but I don't. Not the games, not really, or like the magic stuff. Some of it, but not that type. I like astrology. I like that type of magic. <laughs> um, and I like games like Draw Something or like Hide and Seek. Oh. Like, <laughs> but, but I don't. What kind of Hide and Seek, man? <laughs> <laughs> Um, or like capture the flag and scavenger hunts and stuff like that. But I never. Oh, I love capture the flag. Oh, uh, we tried to play that last weekend, but there was only like six of us, so it didn't really work. <laughs> but like, oh, we're just all chasing each other. Um, but yeah, no, I never really got into um, like anime or anything like that, or, an- okay. or anime games. I don't know. I don't really know much about that. <laughs> Are you? What? what- are you into like all the games and stuff? Um, well, kind of. I used to be like into like Nintendo when I was okay. little and Sega and Atari. Yeah, I'm into that. But I, you are? Yeah, I like old school. I like stuff from the '90s. Yeah, something you could like comprehend. Yeah, you know? but like like the, what's the game that all the people play on the internet and they spend their time all their time playing it? What is it like World of Warcraft or something like that? Or Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. See, I can't play those games. Like, I play The Sims, and I get sucked in, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, look at all these flies in my trash can. In my Sims world, I have to change that one first before I can, like, actually change my own trash can. Because that's more important. Like, oh, my God, my Sim has to pee while I'm in my chair holding my pee for three hours. Like, my Sim has to pee first. Were you, like, one of those kids that... <laughs> That that owned a gigapet and like had, and and took care of it and and fed it and all these things. Yeah, but then I'm also one of those kids that gets bored really easily. So 
don't really remember <laughs> playing with it that much. But I remember, I was like, oh, man, I have to get one of those. <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, stuff like that and Sims, it's so cer- too cerebral for me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I try. You know, there, 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 there was one game kind of like that um, that I recently was turned on by this other podcast called Silly Frags, which is all about games. And, it's, um, you know, they brought up this game called um, Mass Effect 3, which is very gay, gay and lesbian friendly. And... Tri- yeah, and it's transgender oh, wow. friendly, and um, and it's really hot. Like I was so obsessive about it le- <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Like I, you know, it's one of those games like that also has like you know these sequences where they tell you like a movie, and you have to play out like it's a like a real life drama, and and somebody stitched the whole entire game together in a movie on YouTube. So I've been following it, and. <laughs> Yeah, it's, well, you know, like, you know, you can have, like, the lead characters either be lesbians or transgenders or gays. <laughs> and I've been following cool. the gays, of course. Yeah. I want to, you need to send me a link to that. I want to check it out. Okay, I'll send the link to you. And maybe we could both get Xboxes and, and, and play. Oh, it's an <laughs> Xbox game? Yeah, it's an Xbox game. Well, actually, even... they're on PlayStation and also, I think, maybe even the computer. Okay. Computer, I can do. I don't know how to work an Xbox. Me neither. <laughs> you know, I played a PlayStation uh, when I went to visit my parents, or my family, um, a couple of years ago, and they have like a PlayStation in every room, so I couldn't get away from it. <laughs> oh my god! And I refused to touch it. And one day, I touched it, and I was sucked into it. And <laughs> <laughs> there goes all my time. <laughs> I know. Now, I wish that this podcast could go forever. I know. We're, we're approaching that um, hour and 10 minutes, which I know a lot of it I'm going to be editing out because it's, we took some breaks. But, um, you know, are there any, like, final thoughts you want to leave us with? Um, not really. I think I, I've said a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you have, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um. If you, you know, like, you know, we, we, we got a glimpse into, like, you know, the direction you're, t- you're taking Homer Ground into and, and its territories and, and, you know, how much, you know, you're, you're branching it out and opening it up to the public, which I, you know, I wasn't aware, you know, how open you guys were to the, you know, making it to the public, which is great. Um, you know, my only last question to you is that, you know, um, do you see podcasting, you know, the, its life expectancy going, you know, beyond the next ten years, or, or morphing into something else? Hmm. The next ten years, I think a lot might change, more than just podcasting. So, <laughs> I'm not sure what, but um, yeah, I think it'll definitely change and. I think the more technology grows, the more we're going to find different ways to get things out there. Um, or maybe not. Maybe technology will just completely fail us and we won't even have the Internet in 10 years. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, just growing up, and I'm sure you can relate to this, but, you know, doing stuff like creating things like this has always been something that I've done all through my life. And when I was younger, it was just me with my boombox and my dad's cassette tapes. And just pretending I was a radio DJ in my room, 
and hosting my own radio show. Wow. And then once I had access to a computer, then it's like, oh, well, I can record this and I can share it with my friends. And same with like mix mixtapes and mix CDs and, you know, now people are just putting together mixes on the internet and they're not even physical anymore. So I think, yeah, it'll definitely change a lot in the next 10 years and I'm not really sure what direction it'll go. But I think a lot of us are starting to rely more on our mobile devices um, just because, you know, they're always with us. And I think, you know, focusing energies on creating things that are more, I guess, things that you can take with you, uh, more mobile. I think that's the future. And I mean, even at home over, we've been thinking, okay, what kind of things can we do, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of follow that trend. And we're always th- trying to stay ahead of everything and think what the next step is. And even with the music industry too, like there's lots of questions about what's going to happen with that in 10 years. And, so we're always trying to keep these things in mind and trying to see where trends are and just try to provide whatever that outlet is going to be to people so that, you know, it's a resource for people to use and it's easy for people to access. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited <laughs> to see what happens. <laughs> it'll be a civilization of Google Glasses. I know. Oh, man, I <laughs> I saw that video, and a part of me really wants it, but I know it's, like, so bad, probably, like, transmitting radio waves and cancer into your brain. Oh, my God. But Imagine that. It's like the Borg shit. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, yeah, yeah, they really sold me on it. I was like... But then, at the same time, there's, like, this little voice on Maria's shoulder, and it's saying, "Um, remember Terminator? (laughs) <laughs> we'll be able to shoot lasers from it <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like the Borg the next step it's like they'll infuse it like they'll be like oh you know and just you know a little needle you know just prick it like by your medulla <laughs> you know or your synapses and um, yeah, it doesn't hurt <laughs> oh if it, if it does hurt we got a pill for that <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Actually, yeah, in the future we won't even need devices to access technology and we're just it's gonna all be implanted in our brains. Oh my and God. we won't have any free thought anymore. <laughs> Google will just own our brains. <laughs> that is scary. You're scaring me right now, Lynn. <laughs> Sorry, I got the Wired magazine the other day and it's like talking about some like building out in the middle of nowhere where like all of our Google searches are stored. Oh my god. The Google conspiracy. Did you like are you a sci fi like watcher? Are are you into sci fi? Um Alright. So this is kinda like the games question and the magic question. I like some sci-fi, but not like the Star Trek, Star Wars sci-fi. I like like the future sci-fi. Mm. Or I guess that is future. I don't know. I don't even know like, what you're like, talking about. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, I see, like, we're bordering on, like, Caprica territory right now. Like, talking about Google and, like, storing information and this Wired magazine article. Because... Mm-hmm. You know, Caprica, it was like the spinoff of uh, Battlestar Galactica, like the newer version. I'm sure you heard about. Okay. Um, 
where the Cylons, you know, how the Cylons were created, and and you know, it's you know, if you didn't watch Caprica, you know, for anyone who hasn't watched on Netflix or anywhere else, you know, Caprica starts off with you know this this scientist who loses his daughter, and his, he you know the daughter was a genius, um, and she made a carbon copy of herself. Um, in the fi- you know, the form of binary information, and in you know, and it's, and she replicated, and that that one replicate replication of her, which is like all of you know who she was, and you know her likes, and it was pretty much like you know the way that they put it was like you know you just suck up you know a person's life on the internet, and you know mm-hmm. you get a composite of them in virtual reality. Wow. Yeah. So I, I should watch that. Yeah. Well, you know, it was gay. It was a great gay-friendly show, and it was a really, really good, good, well-done show. And you know, sci. You know, and I've ranted on on the show here before about the sci-fi just canceled it and didn't really stand up for it. And you know, it it's a shame. You know, it was full of gay. Wow. It was full of you know gays, hot gays, and lesbians. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But um, how, how dare they cancel the hot gays and lesbians? Yeah, how dare they? <laughs> Do you have any favorite shows right now? Like, I don't want to leave you out of the conversation. Um, well, I don't have a TV, and I watch everything on my computer. Me too. Whatever, whatever's on Hulu, I just watch Gossip Girl before I call you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I never would have guessed you watching that show, but you know I watched Gossip Boy in the past, <laughs> and we've had them on the show too. So. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, let's see. I don't know. It's just like whatever's on there, really. That's why I watch it. New Girl with Zoe Deschanel. I love oh, New Girl. <laughs> oh my god. It's like I. At first, I'm like, I'm not gonna like this show, and then like I find myself just like laughing. I'm like, ha! I was like, oh my god, where did that laugh come from? <laughs> but yeah, it's like unexpectedly funny. It is, <laughs> and it's so simple. It's like in Durky. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I found myself saying the same thing. Like I resisted watching it. Like I saw a lot of announcements and you know everywhere about it, and Drew started watching it, and I'm like. Zoe de Chanel. Who the hell is Zoe de Chanel? <laughs> <laughs> and it took like being down in Long Island with my friends and my friend Maddie. She loves New Girl, and we had a marathon because she DVR'd it. <laughs> and I'm I was I was in stitches, and I'm glad we liked that show. We have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> I know we love the internet. We love New Girl. We love Homo Ground. <laughs> You love the we oral love oral fix podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting incestuous. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, I'm glad our schedules finally got together. That was mostly me being flaky. But <laughs> well, you know, I'm so glad that it happened after Mercury when that came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> out of retrograde. This interview, this interview could have taken a whole different direction if we wouldn't have waited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is kind of getting like um, third rock from the sun a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. 
so we can follow you. I'll, I'll put, you know, we're posting all the ways to, you know, get you and a homeground on our show notes for people who are listening and, you know, and, and ways to find you. You're on Google Plus, you're on Twitter, you're on Mixcloud, you're on Tumblr, you you guys are everywhere. You're on, you know, <laughs> so we'll put that all up and anything else, you know, just send our way and I'll make sure it gets up there, Lynn. Okay, thanks. Thanks so much. And yeah, um, if you guys ever have certain um, events or mixes that you want us to um, highlight on our site, Definitely send them our way too. Yeah, we will. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so like much. I, like I said, I love that mixtape and I think I'm gonna my friend is having a dance party this weekend and she was like, Come on, bring some friends, bring some good music, and I'm totally gonna bring that mix with me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone she's talking about the mixtape that that we did recently for that hundred thousand views and that we broke through. And um, thank you so much for, uh, wow, I, yeah, okay, well, I hope everyone loves it there. I saw, like, somebody made a comment on Facebook um, about the volume, and we, you know, I knew that the volume, like, it was too loud, a lot of that music, and we love loud music, but, you know, I, I don't want to guess that everybody else likes loud music, so I, I, yeah. I kind of, like, went a little safe on that tape, but I'm <laughs> I'm glad that you liked it, and I'll, other other people are appreciating it. We had like over like 500 downloads already. Oh wow! Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Definitely make another one because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. All the best to you, Home of Ground, and maybe we can have you again for another reason. I would love to have a reason to have you on again. If not, like maybe co-hosting Oral Fix with me and like being our guest, like kind of doing like some game show type of thing. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make things interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, you know. We have to make things interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks again. And I hope the allergies are on its way out. Oh, my God. Wow. Honey, I had to like spend $80 worth of medication. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because wow. nothing was working. I mean, the allergies have been bad here. Yeah, I thought they were bad down here. I mean, yeah, we're supposed to have um, Azalea Festival this weekend, but all the azaleas already bloomed because it was so warm, like, last month. So now there's, like, no azaleas anymore. Oh, wow. Really? The azaleas bloomed already there? (laughs) Yeah. They're just blooming here. Oh, see, they're going to import some for the festival because we don't have any more. (laughs) Oh, you guys are getting our azaleas, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. You So you guys have, like, a festival for azaleas. Yeah. It's like, I guess it's, like, the largest festival in North Carolina. That's what someone told me. Huh. I don't know if that's true. But I'm gonna, we just love, we I'm, love flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Rochester is a city uh, known for flowers. It's it's called a flower city, and I lived there, like, for a year and um, that's where a lot, a lot of my family live, and um, and I, I love the springtime there. And they have like a, a lilac festival every year. And during that time, the whole city smells like you know, there's this flowery smell everywhere, especially of lilacs. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. I think I like lilacs better than azaleas. <laughs> <laughs>
Azaleas come in so many different colors. Lilacs kind of get boring after a while, except that, you know, the smell the smell is alluring. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, have a good night. Thank you. Um, I hope you have a good night, too, and, and your allergies, if they're not getting better, get, get better as well. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoy this track. The track is by Mord Fustang, Thomas Bangalter from Elite Force. Uh, the uh, The song is called "Lick the Scratch" uh, from the RVMPD remixes. And I hope you enjoyed this interview with Lynn Casper of the Homeground. <laughs> not the homoground of course homogrounds the podcast and all you guys and listeners and fans of homoground that most likely have been listening to our uh, well the podcast uh oral fix i i hope you enjoyed it and uh continue to listen to us as well and support us and those who are new to homoground go ahead and support them i mean come on these girls these are doing like an awesome job and they're you know the feminist cards and the videos they're going to be doing soon i mean logo tv has bombed you know and they're they're hand they handed over the reins to some other you know heterosexual broadcasting manager and i mean i i don't think it's going to be as good as probably it, it could have been <laughs> if that makes sense it's gonna be tough if we lose, you know, people like Homo Ground and things like Oral Fix podcasts or other podcasts like Silly Frags, <laughs> um, and a slew of others like Lesbian Mafia, and you know, for all it's worth, for all their raunch <laughs> <laughs> and Smelly Cast, and you know, the list goes on. I, you know, um. Anyway, so that's the end of our show. Um, as usual, we have goodbyes. And, you know, if you have uh, any liking to the music that uh, we, you know, the Oral Fix podcast I have featured here um, on the podcast, we always, uh, I always have links on the show notes uh, to the songs and their free download. So make sure you check the show notes. For that, and also links to our guests on Chip for Chat. You know, the guests on Chip for Chat. There's also links for their content and, you know, how to follow them and um, anything else that we referenced, um, that I've referenced on the show. So, enjoy. 
So uh, if you have any questions, you have anything that you want to um, submit, uh, you want to talk about, any feedback, any suggestions, concerns, or questions about relationships, technology, metaphysics, you know, things that I've brought up on the show, send that feedback to oralfixpodcast at gmail.com or call it in at 646-504-3491. Or you can actually record your own MP3 file and email it to me. <laughs> um, also, uh, you can follow follow the Old Fix podcast on the blog, which is www.oldfixpodcast.com, and where I usually feature uh, a track of the day, a track of the week with free downloads, also uh, a mix of the week, as well as uh, a track of the month and, um, and a couple other goodies you know some there's a manhunt calendar up in there also and there's also uh, a couple of links to some really <clears throat> erotic work by other people <laughs> um, as well as fun stuff um, and there's more to come okay this is only the beginning the beginning this is only the beginning of the rest of your life that song is really catchy by from rupaul's drag race <laughs> by rupaul um <laughs> you can also follow uh the old fix podcast on twitter that's oral fix podcast and you can all also follow uh all fix at facebook facebook.com backslash the oral fix podcast so uh, i'm gonna leave you off with a track by Gilles Peterson's Havana Cultura. That's a Spanish word for culture. And the title is called La Revolución del Cuerpo by Suono, uh, the 4,000 the 4, region. And that uh, translates to the revolution of the body. Um, <laughs> enjoy.